Welcome back to How Original Podcast. We're out of the bunker. We made it out of the bunker. <laughs> we're in a residential dwelling this time. We're yeah, we're out in the world. The apocalypse didn't happen like they said it no. would. 2012 did not happen. <laughs> the minds were a little off on their calculations. Those minds, man. So I'm trying to think. 2012 is supposed to happen. It didn't. Um, the new millennium, people were concerned that like all the computers would die. Obviously oh, didn't happen. Y2K, right? right yeah, right. Y2K. When's the next supposed apocalypse? Oh, you're right. Is there another one to... Well, I think there's a death clock, right? A death clock. Yes. I think there's like... Uh, yeah, oh, there's something. Are that's... you talking about the atomic clock? Atomic where clock, Where it's like yeah. minutes until midnight? Yes. Right, but that's not really a prophecy per se. That's more... What's I, that I need about? a prophecy. Uh, it predicts how close the world is to nuclear war. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So factoring right. in, you know tensions between nations right right yeah. right right that one because yeah. i need like you know ancient people chiseling a calendar being yeah. like this is when it's gonna happen i need i need a prophecy yes i don't want some fucking dork with a <laughs> with a pencil telling me when the world's gonna end yeah you need <laughs> get that shit out of here <laughs> you need someone with uh some granite yeah and I need I need somebody who like hit the ancient DMT and was like I saw some stuff, some granite and a dream. <laughs> exactly. You, you need someone. <laughs> Granted, as some of our listeners might know it as. <laughs> well, do you think you can be that guy? Do you think you can predict uh, the apocalypse? When do you feel the apocalypse mm. is going to take place? The two apocalypse, two apocalypse now. I think that was a Tupac album, right? Three thousand. Three thousand. You think three thousand? Oh, yeah. I think it's all going to go down in three thousand. I mean, I bet when the year three thousand do come around, people will have some ideations. Right. Right. Do you think there will be people in the year three thousand? Some dark ideations. I'd like to believe so. I'm probably ger generally an optimistic guy. I don't know. Like, is there a common consensus? Andre three thousand. For... Andre three thousand and Big Boy still out here, dude. <laughs> is there a common consensus for like the end point of humanity? Or our current evolution of humanity. Like, will people at a certain point no longer be recognizable to the form we take today? Oh, like evolution? Evolutionary? Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe in response to like the changing climate of the planet will need to evolve in some way. Right, right. Yeah. So, like, on a, well, I think, I guess like actual genetic evolution, that's a little too short for genetic evolution, right? That's probably. That, that's closer to like millions of years, right? Um, probably yeah i think more zeros would need to uh need to pass by right yeah but anyway uh, the stuff i think about <laughs> <laughs> on a gloomy friday yeah. friday night it's a wet one out there dude i'm craving fish i know you you've been talking big game we have committed to getting fish and chips after this yeah man it's so wet that like we could just grab a fish off the sidewalk. Like the entire contents <laughs> of the ocean could be pouring into North Van. Like it's the that PTA movie. What's that? Um, Magnolia. <laughs> it just Magnolia's fish, dude. I wish you would Magnolia <laughs> fish out here right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really depressing one. It's it is. Bad. It's a gloomy. Um, had our we had our Remembrance Day assembly today. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I'm so choked up that I lost my poppy. How do you lose it? I can't believe I can't believe the sheer disrespect I have for I know our our veteran the veterinarians be happy with you the veterinarians dude. Um, imagine you fought in World War Two and then you watch a video podcast and you're like, oh, I regret fighting for people's freedoms. <laughs> Fuck it, I shouldn't have done that. 
sure. Men used to go to war, as the memes go. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh... Yeah, we should have been gassed. <laughs> <laughs> We've fallen from grace quite a, quite a ways. Gas, boys, gas. You know that poem? Dolce mm. decorum est. Uh, how does that one go? This uh, this teacher w- who is wearing a white poppy today for peace. The peace poppy. A white poppy? Yeah. It's how a... long has this been going on for? <laughs> I thought they were red. Well, it's... not to be an old dad or anything. Well, this, but... is, this is a bit of a silent protest on the part of this teacher. Cause, uh... Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a whole thing, dude. Folks, it's... buckle up. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and this teacher's like, actually, my students don't even have to turn in assignments. They can just... <laughs> never show up and i'll pass them he was quoting bars to me from this uh this anti-war poem today but um well i mean wearing the poppy yeah <laughs> it doesn't mean you're pro-war yeah yeah, yeah. well <laughs> it's not like the red poppy is like go get him we should be in many more wars <laughs> well i think i think the idea is that they're against sort of the mythologizing of war mm. um they feel that remembrance day is too much of a mm. uh, yeah, sort of a mythology. Huh. Creates would, a mythology. I would have had some Dawn Cherry-esque things to say about this <laughs> different colorway of poppy. Color what way. the fuck is this? A New Balance collab? Where the goddamn red poppy? <laughs> yeah, well, you know they had the green one for a while? They had like... Green, uh, I've, I don't think I've seen the green poppy. Yeah. Are that, you sure that's not just for 420? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that one was... Uh, that one was actually like a like an alternate version it was like an alternate skin of poppy even when we were growing up even before it was cool to have alternate skins because i think they have like the trans poppy now like the multi the rainbow poppy and stuff um let me see here you're gonna get me in trouble here if you keep talking about alternate (laughs) i know i'm gonna go off (laughs) folks wear the red poppy or don't wear poppy okay that's those are your two decisions i think i'm your red poppy yeah, there's uh anyway, how is how is the assembly and everything? It was uh it was auspicious. Auspicious. Yeah. It was okay, I don't know. I don't know what the green poppy stands for. But um no, it was good. It was nice. Yeah, it was a nice uh choir performance by the choir. Uh it was very epic, very I always love a good choir, you know. Okay, so this is like students who are yeah. part part of the choir. Dude, I love a student choir. It's something so um i don't know i don't know what it is something so old school so like yeah uh, it just reminds me of like i don't know yeah i don't know it's reminds me of a time before everyone wanted to be a podcaster yeah (laughs) for sure for sure reminds you of the good old days (laughs) yeah man yeah uh yeah wait what day is it today the ninth the tenth 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 yes oh so tomorrow is remembrance day yeah Okay, I'm all discombobulated. You're all turned around. Yeah. You're like, is the war still going on? You're like one yeah. of those. <laughs> I'm one like, of those. What Viet- year is it? You're like one of those Vietnamese guys, that, or the Japanese guys that yeah. thought the war was on still- those little islands. <laughs> yeah. Being like, it's decades later. I think we're still in it. Yeah. I mean, we are fighting an invisible war. Would you yeah. say? Would you say that against our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> we're fighting a war against Netflix. <laughs> 
Although I will say it is very nice to do two weeks in a row of good movies. Of excellent movies. Dude. Yeah, because Caliber. we're doing, yeah, Caliber, which I don't know if we announced that on the previous pod. Caliber. No, I don't think so, because we came up with this idea like three days ago to oh, do Caliber. Yeah. So what you're saying is I should have done something on social media to, uh, well, I can do it when we break. Here's the thing. No one no one has seen this movie i already know that yeah no one listening right now has seen this movie so this is safe listening this is a yes. safe space because you haven't seen it you probably will never see it don't worry well, about it's, it it's good i mean you I should watch it that people i mean go see it you like, should definitely I, watch it but uh, i found it very engrossing last night yeah, i came yeah. back from actually watching another movie at cinematech and saw nowhere Double uh, which is We'll get into it later, but that was mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the sequel to Sophia Coppola somewhere? <laughs> no, this predated. Oh, yeah, the, we the were prequel, nowhere, then the we prequel. went somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> the spiritual—that's uh, my hottest, my hottest take that they're connected. Right. Um, so universe. I came back, made a bit the werewolves, <laughs> made a bit of dinner, and I'm like, I'll watch, you know, the first 15 minutes maybe of this movie, and then go to bed. I got so engrossed, I had to watch the whole thing, Bro. and I was very stressed brother i was like almost pacing at one point those city twats got themselves into some real fucking ipa drinkers yeah life in the big city (laughs) life in the small city yeah and i think this movie you know often in horror movies when you have or thrillers when you have people from the big city who go to a small town you know for a vacation for something they're out of their element it often is like a malicious sort of pagan small town thing. And I liked that this movie kind of primed you, you know, with all the hints about like, oh, we're having this big festival. You got to be part of the festival. And and I was thinking like, shit, are people going to be sacrificed? I was even thinking with the comment in the bar early on, like, oh, don't go for that woman. It's your own funeral. I was thinking like, is she going to be part of a ceremony or a ritual? Like, is somebody going to be sacrificed? no <laughs> they did such a great job playing into like um well i guess since like midsummer came out the well i was going to say more like wicker man yeah there were yeah. movies before 2019 for sure yeah. yeah no we've definitely seen elements of yeah like well midsummer the, type stuff well like i'm just saying the full core kind of resurgence with midsummer mm. although I'm, I'm not sure if this was made before post or pre-midsummer this predated um, it because this was 2018 okay right yeah. right um yeah this one was definitely under the radar like i've never heard of this before no yeah it was a really effective thriller and i thought yeah i mean a few small nitpicks the end being one of them yeah i i thought the final sequence of the movie wasn't (laughs) especially strong yeah same me too do you want me because i have some reddit stuff to get into yeah you want to (laughs) just yeah you're just dive in because I, as you know, I love it when people go at each other on Reddit. <laughs> some would say you stoke the, stoke some of those flames. So I wasn't a part of this conversation. This was five years ago. <laughs> okay. And the original commenter here is deleted. So I wonder if they like hung themselves after they got roasted. Probably not. I mean, they probably just deleted their account. Uh, about the actual ending where you're staring blankly starring blankly at nothing mm. i thought it was a horrible way to end the movie yeah a better ending would have been uh 11 years later fast forward where vaughn sp question mark he spelled it right his son and his wife are out at a baseball game or maybe they're picking up from school <laughs> what kind of scottish person goes to a baseball game? anyway what happens <laughs> great question 
If we have any Scottish <laughs> listeners tap in, as far as I know, baseball is not something that the average Scottish person cares about at all. No. Um, or maybe they're picking up from school. Anyway, what happens next is a sniper rifle shot from the distance and dash, boom, dash, he loses his family. The next scene is a truck driving away, dot, 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 and away, dot, 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 back toward the mountains. This is a real concept. This is a high concept pose. This is... This should have been prefaced with concept in square brackets. Yeah. Nine upvotes. Next person, 119 upvotes. That's a stupid fucking ending, LMAO. <laughs> Next person, <laughs> whose username is Dingus McGinty. I seriously can't believe he got any upvotes for that complete hack of an idea. 28 upvotes. <laughs> so i do love that this person took the time to share their absolutely idiotic end and then got torn apart in the comments so it's a beautiful thing to say folks the internet is a savage place we're beyond thunderdome if you're gonna post dumb shit dude it's a uh yeah the the end yeah i didn't love the fluoride (laughs) stare into the camera at the end the intj stare somebody commented baseball and the presumably the original deleted account says yes you can google it if you don't know what it is baseball emoji the person who just said baseball says doesn't sound like something a dad would do with his kid in scotland deleted person i was going for drama not realism This is like, like <laughs> going for drama, not realism. Yeah. <laughs> that should be Tubi's take on Tubi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is like reminding me of the average cal- caliber Cali- of discourse on the screenwriting subreddit. Mm. Have you ever been to that? No. Okay, no. You know what? It has occasionally been helpful when it's talking about like very mm. technical formatting things where it's like, oh, what would be the rule for showing this? Like, yeah. I'm trying to think of an example, just stuff where it's not like actual plot and narrative stuff where it's like in a screenplay, how is this best represented? Yeah. Any of like the story ideas people have are generally pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it this way. If they were great writers, they would not be spending their time on r slash screenwriting talking about their ideas. They would just be writing them. Totally. It sounds so, like, uh, yeah, sounds like me blasting the inbox of ubc admissions yesterday morning (laughs) (laughs) with like an inundation of questions about my application wait what was the phrase you're like should i talk about my experiences yeah i was like oh because they said like you need a literary resume yes so i was like oh should this be like an actual resume or should i just list my should i just list my or what is it oh uh, what was it here i i have the phrasing okay are you comfortable if i read it on pod i'm comfortable i mean i say that like i'm gonna make fun of you i think it's perfectly reasonable don't call me grotesque dude just please (laughs) please you you wrote this like a dead-eyed little freak (laughs) and we all know what you look like no hello there i had a few questions regarding the application guidelines for the mfa program in regards to the portfolio specifications for fiction is there a limit as to how many stories you can submit within the 20 page limit for example if i submitted 10 each being two pages Would that be acceptable? And if you are able to answer this, is there a preference for quantity of work submitted within the 20 page limit? Um, Uh, My last query is in regards to the literary CV slash resume. Should this be submitted in resume and cover letter format, or can this simply be an informal list of awards and experience with some description for each? Thanks so much for your help. All the best. 
and I think you spelled your name right. <laughs> well, allegedly. <laughs> We're still uncertain on how how George, last name redacted, should be spelled. Yeah, yeah, it's still up in the air. Based on my Costco card, I spelled it wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, if we're well, going I, by Costco card, and that is illegal binding up. I can use that to fly. <laughs> I'm in a writing program at SFU. I don't know how UBC does it, but they didn't make me present any sort of Costco certification. Okay, when good, I Because uh, I'm not a Costco member. Right. You know. No, I know. Sometimes I see women on dating you, profiles, and they're like... You reek of being a non-Costco member. I do love a Costco dog, though. Oh, good. If, if I had easier access to a Costco dog on the North Shore, I'd be eating them all the time. Okay, so let me ask you very important question yeah polish or beef beef okay polish yeah polish yeah <laughs> i'm like wait a minute <laughs> can you write that in granite and submit it <laughs> what if they're like your resume has to be written on a granite tablet <laughs> it, it has to look like a an apocalypse prophecy <laughs> yeah <laughs> The kind that you're looking for. Now I'm thinking of the schoolboy Q lyric. 2012 ain't really happened, so I guess it's back to trapping. She... Off his album Oxymoron, which is one. Tell that to Roland. Tell that to Roland Emmerich. Yeah. 2012 definitely happened. Fuck, I watched that. It was not good. Yeah, that was not good. That man. was uh, Mr. John Cusack in that, I believe. Yes. And. Dare I say Mrs. Joan Cusack alongside him in that one? I, I might be tripping. Haven't the faintest idea. I feel like there was one movie where they intersected the Joan and oh. jo- the Joan and John verse versus multiverse. Wait, at the risk of sounding very stupid, what is their relation? Brother and sister? Yeah, bro. Oh, okay, yeah. It's a. Uh... <laughs> were they playing uh, romantic partners for each other? Or what, what <laughs> yeah, they were famous. That? They were filming a sis loves me. Yeah. <laughs> the movie's called not many people know but they actually did a whole episode of the bang bus yeah uh i think there was one movie where they intersected i feel like the bang bus is such a dated porn reference the bang but oh totally like i don't yeah bang bros i have no idea if they were even making new videos if they even still exist as a company but that's like early 2010s yes yeah well i wonder what zoomers they don't even understand what the bang bus is none of them have their driver's licenses yet yeah 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 (laughs) Or their bus license. I guess you need a bus license to drive a bank. Is it a is it a regulation bus though, the bank bus, or is it just a big van? Do you think? I think it's good question. Does the bank bus ever just transport people as a bus? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Like they yeah. pull up to the stop and they're like, they're only ugly people here, or only dudes. But like, okay, you can get on the bus. We're gonna make a few more stops. Is it like a Harry Potter situation where like at night, like it, it's the night bus? Right, right. Yeah. Like after dark, it turns into freak mode. Dude, the night, the bang night bus would be crazy. You know how in Harry Potter you just squished it just became very very narrow at one point to like squeeze into a tiny crevice you remember that scene um i don't uh, i guess i'm thinking about when you're approaching platform nine and three quarters how you just jump through the wall or maybe it squeezes you yeah you're a little more clear on this yeah you you can clip through the wall at (laughs) (laughs) you can no clip you can no clip um and platform nine and three quarters and then That reminds me of, I used to watch these speed runs, these IGN. So the, the developers of a, a video game reacting to oh, speed man, runners. Oh, I haven't gone on IGN in like a decade. I know. I man. used to all the time. Me too, yeah. Um, now I just watch Meat Eater but, uh, <laughs> and uh, fucking pizza reviews. But I'm Takashi from Japan now. <laughs> finding out about the, the black experience in Japan. What's it like to have tattoos in Japan? And then like a really attractive woman explains to him. <laughs> yeah. 
I think all the women he gets on that channel tend to be pretty good looking, right? Totally, totally. Um, um, what were you saying? IGN speedrun. Oh yeah, I used to watch these devs react to speedruns of their own games, and then I I remember like this one, <laughs> this Doom speedrun that they that someone did, where they they just clipped through the entire level, and they were just running on top of the level the entire Whoa. time until they got to like the end of the level, and hmm. then they just jumped down. I wonder so, if you could do that with platform nine and three quarters where you could just go on top of the entire level. I thought you were going to say, I wonder if you can do that with a podcast. If you can somehow exit the map and just run to the end super quickly. <laughs> Cause I'm like, we should try that. <laughs> Why are we spending an hour and a half? We can do it in a minute. Um, can so, you go into the column is what I'm saying in pla- okay. the platform nine and three quarters column, maybe jump a certain way so that it launches you. Sometimes like there's weird, like physics stuff mm. um, within like the structure of the game. So maybe you can go into the column and like maybe jump at, at the right angle and it would just teleport, like uh-huh. launch you up above the level. I don't know. Sometimes well, that can happen. You're the one with the Harry Potter game, man. So that's true, man. That's true. I don't. I didn't do platform nine and three quarters. So they just it just got me straight into hoggies. Right. Okay. Straight into the hog. So my question is also in the speedrun community: Is it viewed as dishonorable to exploit these glitches? Yeah, you got a dishonorable discharge. I was gonna uh... say because I imagine there has to be like a bushido samurai <laughs> code in the speedrun community. No, no, there actually there is. I think they welcome speedruns. Oh, sorry, they welcome um exploiting okay uh, interesting the little those things yeah i i think that's how most i mean i i'm sure there's a community of speedrunners just like with anything like right, there's no right. blanket thing you know when you say like the indigenous people of canada right. well which group are you talking about <laughs> are you talking about the haida are you talking about the yeah uh, the squam the squamish are you talking about the musqueam these are perfect parallels <laughs> yeah <laughs> right no, I, I get the you point you know you could say blanket you know th- to say the speedrunners, yeah. you know, which speedrunners are you talking about? Um, I'm sure there's a community where they value mm-hmm. the pure non-glitch experience of the game. I was I was watching this video that popped up on my Instagram where it's like, I forget the game, but it's like you can make your own Mario maps and people Mario are, like side scrolling. Yeah. yeah. And it was something like, oh, only a dozen people in the world have ever beaten this before. And it was like, the most elaborate system of like the revolving fire chains and like mm. jumps that you had to time to the millisecond. And it was, it was incredible watching the person be this. And I'm sitting on the toilet. And I'm like, yeah, I could probably do that if I put my <laughs> mind to it. <laughs> There's so many things I see where I'm like, Loki, I could do that though. For sure. Like no basis. I definitely couldn't, but in my mind, I'm like, how hard could it be? Here's the thing. Like, I feel like probably, yeah. Like, if you truly dedicate your life to, like, beating this one Mario level, I feel like one day you could do it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, that also brings me to another point. Uh, I have another comment from five years ago from a deleted account. Let's now, I think this person probably got convicted of the murders they've done. <laughs> Because this person is like, here's how you could get out of it, essentially. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's hear it. I enjoyed it a lot, but I do, but I do agree that some of the main guy's decisions were foolish. Spoilers. For instance, why didn't they just leave immediately after the incident? They couldn't. They could have destroyed the guns, so finding the bullets and burying the bodies wouldn't matter. So this guy is saying, instead of doing anything with the bodies, just get rid of the weapons themselves. Uh-huh. Which. This guy doesn't elaborate how you would destroy guns. Right. Necessarily. Yeah, how do you destroy a gun? I feel like guns are like... Unknown. 
like you got to go to the you need to, like Mount, a, to fires of mountain doom i like, was gonna say you need like a forge to like burn yeah. them in or something yeah or like the deepest water to drop them in i guess right uh even if it was smarter to bury the bodies why didn't they just leave after that their motivation for sticking around confused me even if the villagers tied the incident to them after they left there wouldn't be enough evidence to prosecute with and they'd be away from danger there definitely would like there, <laughs> there's so much circumstantial evidence not to mention to like i'm sure they could check their phones to see them like pinging off cell towers sure. or something sure. or boot prints or tire tracks oh yeah yeah also they should have declined to help with the search party that decision sealed their fate and it wouldn't be unreasonable to decline this person like doesn't understand social cues this is one of our listeners probably <laughs> the villagers would have had to either force them to go or let them leave if they were forced to go they could have just denied any allegations and threatened to ruin what was left of their tourism if they weren't released immediately okay this person is like i would have fucking flipped the script on them yeah like <laughs> and then everybody would have applauded <laughs> this person's like you looking at that super mario Maker yeah, level like, like oh, i, I could beat that. this <laughs> basically the whole situation could have been handled and the main guys were more stoic and the villagers weren't master detectives um then another person says it takes place in the uk guns are much higher regulated there's definitely a paper trail connecting him to that gun whether it's destroyed or not mm. but yeah sticking around was stupid hoping to look helping to look was also stupid never stick around a crime scene <laughs> okay good advice <laughs> listeners sounds like lived experience. i didn't say it they said it yeah deleted if the murder weapon was missing even if the caliber matched they couldn't link the bullet to his specific gun without the rifling inside the barrel hmm. the paper trail would just be circumstantial evidence these guys i'm are... not in the legal profession but i think this is a pretty hard crime to cover up you know what i think these guys are i think these guys are lethal contrarians yes yeah i, I was where the, it would literally kill these people to not be the devil's advocate or i were to like one up yeah i forgot to tell you this last time i was in the sauna a few weeks back and uh, i heard these two like real estate bros from calgary talking <laughs> just talking shop dude i'm super curious to hear what they had to say and one of the boys was like yeah like they were talking about this guy at the office and how he's a lethal contrarian <laughs> and how he actually had a take the other day that was like it was pretty hot, but like it convinced him of something. It like changed his mm. mind, and then he was like, "Yeah, we can't talk here, though. I'll tell you after." Like we leave the sauna, and I was, I'm, I'm still uh, dying to know what that take was, dude. That's my white whale. You're holding out your phone, recording, <laughs> dude. Like you're like just a little bit more audio. I'm just, I'm just obsessed with the idea of a lethal contrarian, though. That's that phrase has been yeah. rent free. That's a great phrase. It's I mean, so that's good. a great podcast name too. Lethal contrarians. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the Red Scare podcast should change the name to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I was, well, yeah I've been looking up those ladies uh, since you mentioned them. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a few appearances of Anna Kachayan on some podcasts since you spoke to me about them. <laughs> yeah, she's a real intellectual. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. like the dumbest person. <laughs> yeah, they're a little irritating, those, uh, yeah. those broads. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say, I did take a little bit of inspiration. I think the Red Scare Pod subreddit is specifically named in my book in a couple instances. Uh. But I was my main character describes a female podcaster as somebody who was never told that she should shut the fuck up when she was being brought up by her parents. Uh -huh. So the my main character is saying like, you know, you can tell like the household was way too permissive and they like indulged her and yeah. they should have just said, shut the fuck up. 
Right. And I was basing that very much on nice. uh, perceptions of the Red Scare ah, podcast. <laughs> the the vocal fry is crazy yeah. too. The vocal Costco fries, dude. It's unbearable. It's nuts. It's yeah. Well, I appreciate you doing the work. You know, educating yourself about uh, the important things of our times. Thank you very much. Um, appreciate. You should know. we cut to a quick break and then come back and give a a rundown of this movie? Yeah, let's do that. Sweet. Be right back. Remember, don't stay around the scene of a crime. <laughs> Neither will we. <laughs> We're fleeing the scene. Welcome back. You just barely got your sunglasses on. They almost saw my real face, dude. They almost saw into your soul. Oh, God. Welcome back to the Lethal Contrarian Podcast. And I know this is going to trigger some of you people, but I poured up a nice glass of whole milk. Damn. Okay, take a swig. Take a big swig of that cup of joe. Oh my god. How's that Moloco Plus treating you, brother? Sharpening me up for video ultraviolence. <laughs> It's the Kuro we're broadcasting from the Karova Milk Bar. Also, when we were on break, I mean, we talked about many things, but you were telling me that now teachers are encouraged to like sit down with the student and be like, here's the grade I'm going to give you. And there's like a dialogue and then you give them the grade. Yes, they are allowed to have a they're allowed to uh, give an input about their grade and provide rebuttals and it's supposed to be a back and forth it's supposed to be a conference Holy moly. yeah dude it's uh what is going on in our school <laughs> where were the parents at man um yeah it's it's pretty wild i mean i don't subscribe to this philosophy right i just tell the kid they're fucking great well you were saying you're also <laughs> open if the student feels they truly deserved a different mark for them to explain their rationale behind the work and Exactly. You know, maybe in the context of like English or writing where it's a bit more subjective, which yes. I think is fair, but I don't think it should be the default that like, yeah, I was never fucking consulted. It's like you hand in the work and you get the grade. That is the transaction. I personally <laughs> don't see where the gray area might lie. Yeah. And, and I and as, as you said, yeah, like I give kids the opportunity to be like, hey, you guys can come at me. You can step to me if you'd like. Right. At any given point. But like, yeah. I'm just going to tell you the grade and I'm going <laughs> to step aside. And, you come uh, at the teacher, you best not miss. <laughs> you make <laughs> yeah. an example out of them. Dude, shoot a better not miss. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Yeah, dog. Yeah, these are wild times. These are, yeah. These are wild times we're living in. <laughs> so anyway, back well, to Caliber. Wild times make wild people, though. And they, they truly did. Wild times make wild guilos. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like you have a, a real Drake and Travis Scott enthusiast who sent you coded messages in, a, in this um, essay or story. Rather. I had a student submit a story where um, in the story he referenced, I would say like 10 to 15 Drake songs. So like the titles of the songs were underlined. And then at the end of the story, he goes, by the way, all the underlined stuff were ref were drake song titles <laughs> and because he was talking about like the time the story was about him going to a drake concert <laughs> did he do any of the timestamp songs where it's like 5 a.m in toronto he did 4 p.m and wherever he i believe he did yeah i nice. i don't want to open it now but yeah he did <laughs> he did one <laughs> he did one that was like a nine do you know one that with a oh. nine in it nine to maybe that's from the recent album to My be honest all those titles blend together for yeah, me yeah for sure for sure <laughs> 
All I can remember really is 5 a.m. in Toronto. Yeah. There's one in Dallas too, I think. 7 p.m. in Dallas. Okay. I don't know. Somebody's probably screaming at the podcast right now. <laughs> Maybe young Michael is screaming at the podcast. What time is it now? 6.18 in North North Vancouver? Yeah. It's dinner time. It is so hungry for those fish and chips. It's fish (laughs) o'clock. We just get filet of fishes sent in. (laughs) Sorry, filet o fishes. Please, yeah. Yeah, Call it by its Irish name. Fillet of fish. (laughs) Fillet of fish. What about if a cop's arresting you and you're like, my name is filet o fish? (laughs) What's your name, son? O fish. First name? (laughs) Filet. What's she order? (laughs) Where do you live? One, two, three, four, McDonald's Street. <laughs> hey, cop. Hey, copper. What's your <laughs> fish fillet? Um, okay, so caliber. The inciting incident for this movie is uh, two bros go on a hunting trip. Yeah. Two... One of them doesn't really know how to hunt. What can go wrong? Just two city guys going city for... slickers going for a hunt. Uh, going to what What do they call it slaying stalking stalking, stalking. Yeah. yes so this is uh they're in scotland yes and they go from i don't know if it's ever said <laughs> what the urban area they go from is but they go into the highlands yes and they go to fictional locations as we found out yeah they go to a small town in the scottish highlands have you heard the song try that in a small town the country so. song that's oh, been yes, widely yes, lampasted as being conservative and hate mongering. Yes, I did. I hear all. Yeah. I Low did. key, it's kind of a banger. I think it's very stupid lyrically, but it does kind of get stuck in your head. And the whole time I was watching this last night, I was thinking, like, yeah, try that in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally shooting a kid, try that in a small town. <laughs> um, I, I I'm more of a rich man north of Richmond type of guy. Oh yeah, that's that's that, another very stupid recent country song. Yes, that like Anthony Fantano, the needle drop is Internet's reading into music nerd. Yeah, reading into it way too much. Where he's like, well, he's talking about like the Mason Dixon line, where it's like I think he's just talking about the people up north in in DC. Right. Um, I don't think he's like yeah making a specific confederate uh dog whistle but i don't know not that i'm not sure i'm not sure if it is supposed to be a dog whistle or if it's just supposed to refer to like the policy makers and like the politicians in society don't really understand the plight of like the working class in a lot of areas in the american south listen which i think probably is true like there is quite a bit of poverty yeah yeah west virginia apparently west virginia is like yeah pretty pretty down in the dumps right now yeah um from my understanding i think the i think the crisis the fentanyl crisis really hitting that place like very hard i think yeah lack of steady job opportunities opioid crisis yeah uh yeah whole bunch of things yeah dog um based on my joe uh my uh the evidence of him on a Joe Rogan interview, <laughs> uh, the guy that, that that did that song seems like a good guy. I don't, okay. think, I don't think he's a weirdo, uh, a right wing weirdo. Well, I'm glad that uh, he got together with our the mind of our time, yes. Joe Rogan, <laughs> the dome of our time. I'm sure between the two of them, they managed to put together at least one sentence. So what are they? What do they call? What's the Israel like the defense? The dome Iron or, Dome. The Iron Dome, dude. <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan's fucking head. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy how much his head has grown from HGH. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I don't know. 
you read some good stuff about human growth hormone online that's like yeah look at some of the before and after pictures yes yeah because like it makes all of you grow your organs your head <laughs> right yeah maybe not great but i have heard that like the needle that you inject with is so thin it just like goes into your stomach and you don't feel anything oh really yeah but i i don't really like needles so that's kind of what's stopping me from doing steroids one of the reasons you don't like the needle drop Okay, here's my thing. I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast. If there's a scene of somebody getting their blood drawn, like in a medical context, I'm totally fine with it. And yeah. like, I have no fear of getting my blood drawn or like an IV put in or anything. But a scene where somebody is shooting up drugs, I like can't watch that. Oh, Especially really? when they do, they often do a close up of like blood yes. going back into the plunger. I Something about that. that is so gross to me. Yeah. I like can't watch it. But I can watch Terrifier too. I can watch people like, <laughs> being butchered and dismembered and stuff and i'm like that's fine but something about people putting a needle into themselves is uh, dude something about it is so gross and visceral i'm me. the exact same i hate when they tie like the scene of them tying it mm. up too like mm -hmm. for some reason the tying it up and like yeah. just just yeah i don't like that either dude i was uh folks I, don't do drugs keep streaming netflix <laughs> yeah dude probably don't do steroids we're talking Wait, i mean unless you want to unless you want to get hot and huge yeah <laughs> then do unless it. you want to get horrific back knee murderous mood swings <laughs> grow breast tissue as a male then you know dude speaking of being squeamish um i was i had a procedure done on me the other day where uh, they stuck a camera in my dick hole <laughs> whoa and they looked around my bladder folks this was not scripted i did not know it was gonna go here whoa and so, uh, the, the doctor huh. when that was happening to me so like a catheter type no i don't know exactly i've had a catheter in the hospital before and it is not fun when they pull that out i don't think it's a catheter i think it was okay. like it was so it was like a microscopic camera whoa. um so they froze my tubes and then like they like i don't know how they did it they just put a bunch of water there and maybe it was part of the water sorry they froze your tubes like yeah. they somehow numbed you yeah they numbed the dick hole whoa that's right man my dick's become so numb. <laughs> oh, okay. So they Time so be you, what you want. <laughs> so you didn't feel it when it went up your people? Oh, I felt it, man. It okay. was it was still uh it was rough. The doctor was like, You wanna check out like the inside of your bladder, dude? Check this shit out. I was like, dude, I can't. I was so Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's reminded me of it. I was like, dude, Whoa. I cannot look <laughs> what's going on in there. Yeah, I, I would also choose to not view. Dude, he wanted me to confront my prostate. I couldn't Whoa. do it. I could not confront my prostate. That was part of your hero's journey. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but hopefully everything was good. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He seen him. Yeah. He said I'm cool. Well, he gave if he's the, seen the footage he gave me the go ahead he said you can pod <laughs> this is a medical examination <laughs> cleared to pod. Cleared to yeah pod. people don't know we get a full physical before every podcast that's right that's right <laughs> we run on the treadmill with like the vo2 mask or yeah. whatever <laughs> to make sure we're cleared for podcasting <laughs> yeah bro anyway damn dude well i'm hoping i don't need to get anything up my deck for a while right right involuntarily involuntarily yeah i mean of course i'll choose to but yeah yeah what was that video remember that video that, used, that was going around when we were like in high school of uh wasn't it a dude that stuck like a knife in his dick hole oh. do you remember that one i've never seen that one it was like i a, somehow escaped that one it was one of those like classic it was like a meat spin remember meat spin i do remember meat spin was it meat spin <laughs> are you actually gonna look this up right now you're zoomed in like 500 times on your screen uh hold on 
video of what was your favorite one of those jordan i feel like every time you come over your laptop is like 40 percent off the couch cushion and you're zoomed in like 500 (laughs) percent looking up shock videos (laughs) we don't need to do this so anyway caliber caliber I would say this was super well filmed. What's the caliber of your dick hole? <laughs> 357, baby. <laughs> Desert Eagle. Um, super well filmed. And I was kind of craving like a movie set in a small town, to be honest. Try that in a small town. Yeah, man. And kind of like a wintry vibe. Dude, what the fuck are you looking up? I'm sorry. You're hovering over gory footage. Okay, yeah. Dude, like, stop it. You don't need to find this. Fine. I guess I don't. I guess I don't. <laughs> I think you can do this independently. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, so I really like the setting of this movie, the way it was filmed. We yeah, have man. those classic horror movie shots of like cars down lonely roads. Yes. And just every additional scene in this movie kind of posed a new problem for our two leads. It was very tight. It was, t- it was a it was tight very movie. Tight. Mm-hmm. And it did make me think like an exercise in screenwriting where it's so tightly done. Every element pays off. Every scene introduces yeah. a new obstacle. Just when they think they've addressed one thing, another thing pops up. And yes. it's like the tension gets wound tighter and tighter. Totally. It doesn't dilly dally. Yeah. Very much. So, but, and I really like, like the, the, the premise, like the inciting incident, as you called it, um, is such a simple one, but it's mm-hmm. like, it seems like this, it's one of those where it's like, there's no way this premise hasn't been in a movie before, but like, yeah, I don't think it has. It's, uh, it's I so, it's so like simple, but it's, I've seen other like accidental killing type movies. Yeah. I've seen, have you seen super dark times? No, it's a good one. I mean, I've seen super dark times. Somebody may or may not get accidentally killed with a sword that they're playing with in that movie. Ooh, okay. Yeah. But it is, it's just a the premise. specific, I guess the specific way that mm-hmm. this person gets accidentally, it, it's just something that is so, um, yeah, just true to life. Like, like this could potentially happen. It's, I think. it's so stressful because they're watching it and it's so plausible that you can't help but think like, what would I do in that situation? Exactly. That's yeah. the thing. It's, it's, it feels so realistic. They do such a good job at, honestly, I, listen, I'm, this may be a hot take. This might be a little too spicy for, uh, for the listeners, for, even for you, perhaps. But I think, look, I'm going to be a lethal contrary on this yeah. one. I think this is one of the most stressful movies I've ever seen. Maybe even more stressful than Uncut Gems. Whoa. Dude, I was stressed TF out. Because I was thinking Uncut Gems is definitely one of the more stressful ones I've seen. Um, the movie White Lie, which is like a Canadian indie movie about a girl who is faking having cancer, Whoa. is very stressful. Mm. Um, yeah, this was, I mean, I was almost pacing at one point. Yeah, dude, it was, it really was getting yeah. to me, dude. It was really getting under my skin. Um, it's up there. Yeah, it's up no, there. It's, it's, all it's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if we, I don't even know if we mentioned it. But so, yeah, these two uh, city bros. They go into town to do a uh, small town to do some hunting in the woods. And one of them is kind of like the reckless single one. The other has a fiance who is pregnant. Yeah. So he's this is kind of pitched almost as like a not a bachelor party, but kind of like a you won't have the freedom to go out and fuck around and do this soon. Yes. So they're gone for a couple days. Uh, Marcus brings a giant bag of cocaine <laughs> for one person for okay. two nights. I'm like. This guy fucking rocks. I'm glad that you can speak to. I wasn't sure if that was like an appropriate I, amount. I would say from having seen people do it, that is 
quite a bit. Okay. So it rocks that this guy relapses on coke. He ignores every warning not to fuck this girl at the bar. Yes. He goes into a small town. He's like, everybody's telling me not to do something. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Definitely this won't come back to haunt me. Um, yeah, this dude rocks. Yeah. Um, what can I say? Yeah, I love the like just all the the whole politics that they set up in this small town where it's like they have it's not a mayor per se, but it's just like the chief, <laughs> you know, just the guy, just the dude uh, who is uh, what's his name again? The well, there are two guys, the redhead, the redhead is friendly to them at first. And then the guy who fucking hates them. Yes. I think Brian is the guy who hates them. I think the red Brian is... is the father of Kara, right? Yeah, the girl who that Marcus ends up banging. Yeah. Hey, folks, we're back. Uh, we had some slight technical difficulties. Perhaps someone didn't charge the camera battery <laughs> enough. Uh, we won't name names. <laughs> this person's name rhymes with Ratrick. <laughs> you certainly were a, a dirty Ratrick. <laughs> Look, I'm talking to you, the viewers and listeners. Oh, I'm not perfect. I'm not God. I do sometimes make mistakes. I am a god. <laughs> Hurry up with my damn croissant. <laughs> Hurry up with my damn pod. Dude, my my blood is full of chock full of omega threes. We just uh, we had to step out for a second. Yeah, <laughs> we got too stressed with the camera, <laughs> with the technology not working. We needed some fish. We needed some omega three oils. Um, yeah, man, that was a very nice fish. Dinner. That was awesome. We, we had we some... walked through the pouring fucking rain for that. Yeah, dude, we swam to get to that fish. <laughs> and then swam back to finish this pot through the ocean. We went. It was like a Super Mario level out there. It was like a water level. I hate a water level. It was Same like uh, the deepest breath out there. It was. <laughs> we had no we dive tanks. We free dove to, to the restaurant. <laughs> Pretty much. Those oysters were nice, though. Oh man, they those, were ni- they were nice with it. Those were very kind. They were kind. <laughs> Haven't had oysters in a while. As we ordered them, I'm like, wait, aren't there certain months where like your risk of contracting something from oysters gets way higher? Oh, is that right? Pretty sure we're in those months, but the darkest month, whatever. The Memor- cold, the coldest month. <laughs> Memories made in the coldest winter. <laughs> so yeah, caliber boys trip. I was thinking if they just went on a fishing trip, they could have avoided everything in this movie. Well, what if they like accidentally like launched a <laughs> launched a reel or whatever, <laughs> launched a line, and then they maybe hit a child in the eye, and uh... they pull up the line. And there's just a kid on. It. <laughs> there's just a kid. <laughs> they slowly release it back into the water. Yeah, man, you're right. A lot could have been avoided if they had just, dude. I mean, you can't help it. Sometimes you get into a meat eater loop on YouTube. So you start getting obsessed with the big game, brother. Okay, tell with me about the meat eater. Okay, let what, me tell you about what goes on on this one. Okay, Stephen Ronella, renowned Rogan guest, <laughs> Stephen, multiple time Rogan guest, Stephen Ronella, um, goes on. Um, goes on uh yeah he just hunts he just, he hunts game man he actually he doesn't even discriminate big game small game does he hunt people the most dangerous game <laughs> he has I want somebody going rogan be like i've hunted and eaten a human before yes he yeah no he has not he's not ready for the most dangerous game yet he, mm. he's hunted uh somewhat dangerous game bears uh okay turkeys uh ducks he's done spear fishing he's done his favorite animal to hunt is the mule deer so why is that his favorite uh there's just something about it <laughs> he just likes killing them 
I forget why it's his favorite, but <laughs> but but I think on the last episode because they're they're releasing the new season is slowly getting released on it's a slow drip on YouTube right now. Oh, okay, and um, the last episode or two episodes ago I think was Mule Deer and him and this like other hunter because he he usually he invites a guest to like go hunt with him. Mm. Um. And uh, they haven't hil- killed a kid <laughs> accidentally okay, yet, well. so things have been going well. Um, That's a good track record. Yeah, but uh, I think once you do that, your YouTube show will probably get demonetized. <laughs> I can't imagine that would reflect well on the ad revenue. No, but uh, anyway, him and his like guests had a big argument about like what the best game is, and the mm. guest was saying like moose, moose is the best, mm. and he was saying no, mule deer. I think mule deer mm. is. Anyway, I don't know. I, I something about the show. I don't know. Like I have no interest in. I'm not a right wing nut, dude. I right. I have well, no you interest. famously hung up your gun after biathlon. I did, man. Yeah, you have no continuing interest in guns. No, exactly. No. Not, and I arguably I had nearly no interest in guns even at that time. <laughs> like I was a skein. I was literally just in it for the love of the game. Right. Um and so I don't know why I'm so obsessed with the show, hmm. but I just fucking love it. <laughs> Interesting. Well, you're I, also... I love I love the 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 mechanism of hunting because every animal right. is different. Sometimes they use like a hunting call. Okay. Um, some animals will take like like the methodology of the hunt is very interesting. And like to me. sometimes you have to sit there for quite a long time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Patience and just the excitement of spotting that animal is like really really cool. Mm. Um, and then going and stalking it and um, Being a stalker. Yeah, and, and I'm sure and sometimes in, you get winded. I'm and... sure in Meat Eater, the guy does not make the mistake of aiming for the head instead of center mass. No, never. Everyone knows you got to aim for the organs, uh, the heart. Vaughn, who is hungover and bad at hunting and using a gun he's not legally allowed to use, uh, Marcus insists that Vaughn takes the killing shot, and Vaughn aims for the head of the deer, which as I was watching, I was like, wait a minute i don't think you're supposed to do that yeah and then all the the big brains on reddit were like he shouldn't have done that here's the thing way too small of a target yes um it's not yeah no yeah not good and also i don't think it's legal to hunt deer with a 22 because it's inhumane right like it's not powerful enough to kill them in many instances so it'll make them Uh, suffer that's what people were saying i don't know if that's like a uk thing or not but Hmm, interesting yeah i don't know but then, wait, why would they have been taking a gun if they weren't even legally allowed to hunt with it? Yeah. I don't know. We were also debating before the episode started, were they or were they not supposed to be hunting where they were? Because I'm still a little unclear. Marcus is saying to Logan, oh, my dad knows Lord whoever and has cleared <laughs> up that we're going to be hunting on this land. It's like, we never see this happen. Is that just bullshit? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. Is this just a cocaine fever dream that Marcus had? Does he even have a dad? (laughs) Is there even a Lord? (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe he's a bit of an unreliable narrator. It's very likely there's no Lord. I mean, are Lords even still around? Like, I I guess maybe in the UK, I guess in the UK, right? They have all sorts of bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was laughing as well at the moment when Kara and Iona walk into the bar (laughs) The way Marcus is just like head on a swivel. Because I feel like I've been in that moment before where it's like there's no attractive women whatsoever in a bar. And, and then like two... one or two walk in. And it's like somebody can be talking. Like you could be talking to me and my ears would just be ringing and I wouldn't hear a word. And I'd yes. be like, 
Let's go. You go full <laughs> Wile E. Coyote. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, that was a very realistic portrayal. <laughs> well, they do the same thing because it's like they've been living in this small town mm-hmm. their whole lives. And it's like, oh, there's two hot city twats. <laughs> yeah. That just two came IPA into our bar. Fellas. <laughs> and they are instantly like sitting with them and like buy us a right. drink. Right. They very aggressively approach. Yeah. And yeah, it did make me laugh. Because if I was in a small town that I've never been to, and like the bald guy, as soon as he's on screen, it's like, okay, this guy's going to be a problem. And he's just like a psycho. (laughs) And then another guy comes up to Warren Marcus, like, stay away from that woman. It's your own funeral. Yeah. At that point, I would completely disengage. Like, yes, I'm going to get killed by small town folk here. Absolutely. It's not worth it. But Marcus is like, nah, I'm different. I'm Which gonna, I do respect. I'm gonna be burned on an effigy. For yeah, sure. totally. If I f this girl, I'm gonna be. Yeah. I'm gonna be an effigy. <laughs> Yo, I gotta get send in. that to Kanye. Yeah, I need to release a Drake type poetry <laughs> book. I think. <laughs> I I truly think anybody could write a Drake book. I really think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if any of our listeners are interested in buying the Drake poetry book for over. hit me up (laughs) you want to sell your copy i'd like to but it's not valuable enough yet because they're being listed for about 100 you think you think it'll appreciate in value i think so yeah because it's like kind of a weird collector's item like i think there'll never be any more yeah actually i was dangerously close to getting some free magazines the other day so um forever magazine which is like a young hip like couple year old lit magazine out of new york um run by these three young women they somehow okay montreal and shipping things is somehow like the bermuda triangle because they accidentally <laughs> sent a bunch of copies of their latest magazine to montreal oh okay. and they're like anybody any of our canadian friends who want free magazines like dm us and i'm like i'm a i'm a canadian friend i want free magazines and they got back to me right away on this account and they're like Hey, yeah, here's the address in Montreal. Like, there are 200 magazines. Go take as many as you like. And I'm like, oh, man, I love the magazine. But unfortunately, I'm in Vancouver. So thanks anyway. And then I was racking my brain. I'm like, I don't know anyone in Montreal who could go snag these for me. (laughs) But it's like I was looking into buying some issues of Forever Magazine. um, And it's like 20 bucks per magazine. But then it would be like $20 in shipping as well to get to Vancouver. So I'm like, 40 bucks for this is pretty steep wow and so and yeah okay interesting but yeah these is forever magazine just dedicated to the drake song forever forever (laughs) man ever man ever man whose song is that uh well historians have debated wow Wow. because i would say all four verses are very memorable yeah i know but that was like a big early career high for drake on that song with wayne Kanye and Eminem. I think that is a Drake song, right? It kind of is. He goes first. He yeah, sets he the tone. First. He goes first. Last name ever. First name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last name cast. First name pod. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was also thinking, I'm like, damn, if I could get this huge box of Forever Magazine, I bet I could flip some of them in the future. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the come up. Last I'm trying to flip stuff. Last name boy, first name fish. <laughs> That's us. <clears throat> you know the uh, serial killer Albert Fish. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you should look that guy up sometime. Man, he did some 
He was a wild ass white boy. Was he a fishy? Was he a fishy lad? He um, I think he put like needles in his peanuts and stuff. Really? He he did all sorts of stuff. Yeah, really? look him up, folks. Needles in his penis. He was a freaky boy. Hmm. Um. Is he just trying to get more like you know like? So that when he pees, maybe it's just like quicker, so that because it comes out, because <laughs> it comes out of more holes. I'm I'm not sure what his end game was. I yeah. think he was just like a very severe sadomasochist. Mm. You don't think he was trying to min max his piss game? I I don't think there was any like performance enhancing aspects. I think he just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like the Johnny Cash song. I hurt myself today. <laughs> I needled my penis today to see if I still feel. <laughs> you know that song. You know the one. <laughs> the cover of the Nine Inch Nails song. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're getting way off track. What are we trying to say about Caliber here? Aside from we liked it and it's good. Okay, so these two. Okay, the two city lads hook up with some some town slots. <laughs> and... <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> So our protagonist Vaughn uh, chooses to not actually consummate anything with Iona. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because Marcus and Kara go off yeah. to do well, apparently cocaine, which is a huge plot point later that everybody in the town. Okay, everybody in the town is so mad at him for giving her cocaine. It's like, but she took it exactly. Like I don't think he made her do it at gunpoint. My cocaine. at twenty two point. <laughs> I, I heard an episode of uh, Stuff You Should Know once where uh, one of the hosts was like, you know how to like, do a perfect like Michael Caine? You, you, you have to... Oh, you say my cocaine. My cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gave her some Michael Caine. He gave her that Michael Caine. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, dude, the, the town, the townsfolk. The town is where I rate about that. So then, yeah, what did you also think about Iona leading in for a kiss and Vaughn being like, I love fiance and a baby. <laughs> like you chose to reveal that awfully late in the game so late in the game dude he withheld because i thought so long. he seemed like kind of a nervous nelly i thought he would say that right at the table in the bar yeah, right he's also like right. dancing with an old woman at the bar he's kind of loose well i think he was trying to main you know sort of maintain the hope and the fantasy of that for as long as he could right of course he was, to he was edging out. he was yeah. edging that's right that's right but he eventually comes clean edge of tomorrow exactly yeah. and then they do it over and over and over again. yeah <laughs> so they they go hunting the next day they're fucking hung over um <laughs> motherfuckers doing my cocaine i was in the car because <laughs> vaughn is very hung over and yeah. marcus is chipper yeah and then vaughn's like wait no you said you would quit you're doing it again yeah and marcus is like i'm with the boys <laughs> 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 And it's like least intoxicated British person on holiday. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So already it's like, you're seeing the red flags. Like, okay, one guy's doing drugs. The other's hungover. Doesn't really know how to use a gun. And they forget the ammo for the specific gun that Vaughn yeah. is legally allowed to use. So they end up loading up the 22. Yeah. And he tries to get a headshot on this deer deer moves at the last moment and he shoots a boy who is standing like in the distance behind the deer yeah a very visible boy in a very bright blue parka yes somehow (laughs) appears in his sights yeah and uh he shoots him square in the forehead so well he does get a headshot just not the one he was trying to get yes and he goes to confirm the kill because you always gotta yes you gotta get the dog tags (laughs) and uh his dad is there yes so at first 
So at first, both of the main characters find the boy. They're panicked. They don't know what the fuck is going on. And then they hear a father or a man's voice calling for the boy. Yeah. And the father ends up approaching. Marcus has left the scene. The father sees what's happened. He grabs the gun that's like on the forest floor, Mm -hmm. confronts Vaughn. And then obviously like Marcus pops him from a distance. Yeah. So now they have two bodies. My question for you is, do you think that was the right, do you think he would have shot him? Um, okay. So I was also deep in the Reddit on this. Somebody was saying that type of gun, you would need to load each bullet individually. So like the gun (laughs) would have been empty and he couldn't have shot Vaughn Uh or something. I don't know if that's a quirk of the UK that the only like hunting guns you're allowed to use, like you have to chamber each round individually. Yeah. It's not just like a clip or whatever feeding right. into it. So right. I guess the 4D chess answer is maybe he couldn't have actually shot, but of course Marcus might not know that in the heat of the moment or whatever. I don't know. Right, right, right. I think he probably would have tried to shoot Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus is much like Ben Affleck in Triple Frontier, where he just shoots. Right, he just goes. <laughs> he just goes. Um, yeah, man, it's it becomes very stressful because this is like minute fifteen, maybe for sure. We're pretty quick in the movie. We're sure. no more than like twenty minutes in. Totally. Um, so then the question becomes: Well, now we're guilty of manslaughter and more manslaughter arguably just slaughter boy slaughter (laughs) boy slaughter and manslaughter so they decide we're gonna have to keep this fucking secret yeah well vaughn the whole time is like we should just fess up yeah and marcus points out well you were using my gun which is a crime in and of itself like yeah you know we're we're i'm high yeah we're drunk we're drunk (laughs) yeah like we're gonna get are you high right now (laughs) do you ever shoot civilians (laughs) yeah he's like yeah we're gonna get like many many years for this if we confess and so they choose not to um and that's where the problem starts (laughs) and i think we could just kind of cut like sort of uh cut a little bit to them like just burying the they they bury the bodies yeah so they realize okay we have to hunt somewhere else Mm. i think they fire more shots maybe or they go hunt somewhere else just to like have an alibi and they have to look like nothing unusual happened yeah so they try to yeah make it look like they were never there so they go back to the hotel and they end up being called by logan to have dinner in the restaurant and they're with logan and uh, the gray-haired guy whose name i forget Mm -hmm. it's not brian it's like a different gray-haired guy i forget um lo who's one of logan's relatives or friends anyway obviously it's uh tough to act normal (laughs) at this point yeah uh yeah and then they end up taking their car out again after dinner to go back to the spot with a shovel to bury the bodies yeah because i guess the reasoning is okay if we can bury the bodies if they're hidden you know if they're found in the future more people will come through here been shooting we won't necessarily be the suspects. Yeah, exactly. Although, according to the great minds of Reddit, they should have just, quote-unquote, destroyed the guns. Right, which we were like, what does that even look like? <laughs> like, Right. How can you even destroy a gun? I thought, that, uh, did we talk about this? Already? I think yeah, we talked we did, about this. Already. we did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know what that means. 
so much has happened before we had fish. Yeah. We lived a whole life. Yeah, man. Pre and post fish. Yeah. Um, so they end up burying the bodies and then Marcus cuts the bullet out of the boy's head. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty twisted. So because <laughs> he has to get rid of the bullets Marcus because is, Marcus is saying this bullet is like a fingerprint, which we, we don't really get that, do we? We don't get that. I think I don't even know. Like, is Marcus are we meant to believe that he actually knows what he's talking about or not? Cause, cause I don't he know. Because I think it's not unreasonable. He seems like a to, bit of a bullshitter. Exactly. It's, I think it's not unreasonable to say, like, probably he doesn't even really know how this works. And in his mind, he thinks that this bullet can be traced to his gun, like, very easily. Right. Um, so anyway, it's... Uh, also, like, yeah, maybe we're not the gun experts. We need a firearm expert on the show. But yeah. my understanding is, like... At all times. You can trace a bullet well i don't know doesn't a gun have like certain uh powder or like residue after it's been fired like can yes. the police find out if your gun's been fired recently yes yes so like i mean i, I think they could trace a bullet and through all a... the context clues about you guys are the people in town with yeah. these guns yeah. hunting here <laughs> anyway they could probably trace the bullet to a gun. They probably couldn't just find a bullet and say Marcus and Vaughn right, shot this right. kid. But like all it's the just... other circumstantial pieces of evidence would very much point to them. <laughs> but I guess it is another circumstantial piece yeah. of evidence that could in their heads, this could be a factor in them going down for this. So I'd like to it's... hear from any listeners who have cleaned up crime scenes yes. like Mike from Freaking Bad. <laughs> what would you have done? <laughs> listeners you got to melt them in acid i think yeah according to breaking bad logic oh maybe they could have got a vat of acid and destroyed the guy definitely definitely but yeah it's like this movie becomes so stressful because acid everything rap. they're trying to do to cover their trail it's like oh my god like the bloody knife and like backpack in the truck end up becoming a plot point later on it's yeah. just everything goes wrong <laughs> you know what they should have done this they should have listened to eminem's album music to be murdered by they should have. I bet there's a lot of really good like information about what to do in this but exact it's not, scenario. It's not music to beat a murder charge to. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So maybe the boy was listening oh, to it right. as he was walking behind the deer. <laughs> you're right. You're yeah. right. You think he was asking for it? You think this was suicide by hunter? <laughs> <laughs> suicide yes, by suicide by drug hunter. <laughs> you can tell that boy had a deep sadness in his eyes. He yearned for the grave. He's like, I fucking hate hiking with my dad. Just kill me. Too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just off me. <laughs> Living like, in this village sucks. There's like two hot chicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is terrible. One of them's boning this big city coke head. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. No one lets me do coke. I yeah. fucking hate this. <laughs> Just fucking sucks. Just off me. Um, also, when they were saying like, oh, these people, because the boy and the dad had like camping gear, right? Like campers backpacks. Yeah. And their reasoning was like, oh, they're just tourists. Nobody will be looking for them. I'm like, nah, that's not going to be the case. And then later in the movie, you find out they are relatives of Logan. Yeah. So <laughs> of course, I'm like, there's no way these guys are tourists not associated with anybody in the town. So when all the townspeople get wind through like the the dead dude's wife that like, oh, they're not home when they said they were supposed to be home. Like they were camping over the weekend or whatever, mm -hmm. and they're not back yet. Kind of weird. Um, the townsfolk start to get very, uh, yeah. very antsy, very suspicious. And like what's also, going on? Marcus sleeping with Kara 
against uh medical advice yeah. against the advice of the townspeople of, of dr anthony fauci yeah comes back to haunt him because the townspeople actually end up knifing the tires of his jeep when it's revealed that like i guess he gave her coke and he treated her pretty coldly when he bumped into her again so i yeah. think that's kind of what as soon as he did that i'm like ah still gonna come back to bite you yeah oh you're right good catch because yeah, that may have been a factor I think that very much was. I didn't even think about that. Kara and Iona are like, "Oh, you guys are back! Like, let's have drinks again tonight." And instead of being friendly and normal, he like almost completely ignores her. He's like, "No, no, can't do it tonight. Another time." And just walks by. And then she's kind of offended, and I assume, yeah, good catch. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Um. Well, so yeah, the the townsfolk sort of they take... treated him like West Elm Caleb. <laughs> I know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> what is this? Dude. Oh, man, I want to have West Elm Caleb on the pod. West Elm, if you're listening, we support you. Uh, he's a dude who was exposed in early 2022 for basically being a serial ghoster of women, like in Manhattan. Oh, okay. So like, oh, no, you told me about this guy. You not like a sex guy. criminal, not an abuser. About. I mean, not like a hero. I don't yeah. think he's a good guy. However, I would say he conducts himself in a similar way to many young women I've encountered on dating apps. Uh-huh. But just the idea. <laughs> so basically, all these women, I think, connected through TikTok and realized, oh, this guy's been like taking all of us out, or like the there was the bitches unionized. There was some detail about like, oh, he shared the same playlist with all of us. It's like, yeah, it's called scaling an enterprise. Yeah, silly. Yeah. He's not gonna make a custom playlist for every broad. <laughs> you know, you get the same playlist and you say, I've never felt this way. Check out my playlist. Right. Right. Anyway, they treated him like a monster, and I'm like. He's just a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they should have known better when they saw his fucking hipster mustache. Yes. Also, the tabby swiper, hipster mustache, me, <sighs> hipster mustache. Do you see a common theme here? <laughs> Actually, did the Tinder swindler have a mustache? No, I think he was clean shaven. No, okay. Yeah. That's a whole separate issue. But anyway, I think the West Elm Caleb thing was blown way out of proportion. Mm. And I saw articles being like, Oh, he's love bombing these women. It's like I saw the transcripts. Like, no, he's not love bombing. Oh, I saw this super funny thing. It was a Reddit post where it's like, "How do I know what love bombing is oh versus God. just like normal affection?" Yeah. And then someone commented, and they're like, "If the person is saying things like, within a week of meeting you, like you're the best sex I've ever had. I've been waiting my whole life to meet someone like you. All these things." Then someone responded. But what if I am the best sex they've ever had? And what if they have been waiting their whole life to meet me? <laughs> and I'm like, damn. It's all just a matter of perspective. God. Anyway, I think love bombing is almost entirely meaningless as a term. Like right. gaslighting. Yeah, like I was just going to say gaslighting. Yeah. You know, I when, think when people, when a new buzzword like gets invented, gets coined, and then like everyone just overuses it for every little thing. Yeah. It's like. Every time you lie now, it's gaslighting. Yeah. And it's Why like, can't I just fucking No, lie? it's not. Most yeah. people are just lying. Yeah. Gaslighting is like a very specific pattern of behavior. Yeah. A lot of people are just dumb and lie when yeah. they're caught. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're trying to like destabilize your view of reality. Exactly. Most people are not that smart or calculated. Exactly. Anyway, exactly. Uh, I want to be on this couch. Picture me, West Elm Caleb, you, oh the tabby God. swiper, and oh the Tinder God. swindler. Oh my God. Dude, that's the most a evil podcast ever exists you know you call that summit <laughs> summit <laughs> g7 baby <laughs> top g summit top g7 Fuck, we'll get entertained in there too <laughs> <Fuck it. laughs>
Might as well. Tristan paid as well. We're opening the floodgates. Um, so yeah, they basically end up having to spend more time in the village than they wanted. And just like everything is becoming more incriminating. And everything's just like village law. Like they don't have any police force to speak. Like there is no. no there is no legal entity anywhere in this village. Like everything just gets done with like crazy folk laws. <laughs> with just like the three dudes who run this shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. And also there's a lot of reference to like this festival that's upcoming, which made me think like, oh, are we going in like a weird horror direction which i almost like that to be kind of just a normal celebration yeah which i almost kind of liked like yeah, yeah there's um because the thing is there is this the idea of like these townsfolk taking the law into their own hands um is sort of this like yeah. weird folky creepy thing in and of itself mm-hmm. um so playing into that idea with like this creepy potentially creepy festival yeah. i think was very clever um yeah. almost like sleight of hand but like there is still that element in this town that kind of creepy folk element things could go south yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's pretty isolated yeah um so the jeep eventually gets fixed but they are recording all right folks we're having some severe battery life problems here Every piece of electronics in my life is falling apart. Uh, let's just get to the end. So the search party uncovers the corpses. The boys try to flee. They're unsuccessful. And Vaughn ends up being pitted against Marcus and told basically, if you shoot your friends, you can leave. And live with the consequences, you can leave. And yeah. he uh, hesitates, but headshots him. The implication is that Vaughn was a better guy, and I think a lot of the townspeople saw that, mm. um, and he owned up to his crimes. Where, right. Whereas I think Marcus, I, I, I don't think that he was as, <laughs> you know, he went down as easily as Vaughn did. Like, Vaughn yes. was pretty ready to be, like, to just fully Heisenberg it, like, you got me. Yeah. Um, he, he, he really, you know, that's all, kind of what he wanted all along, is he wanted to own up to his crimes, mm-hmm. whereas Marcus was really the guy pushing for, like, we got to cover this up. Right. Um, we have to do everything we can not to get outed. Right. Um, and I think, so, yeah, so then I think the townspeople and Logan, like, really saw that, and so that, and they re- they knew that uh, Vaughn had a baby on the way as well. Yes. And so I think that's also why they spared him. Yeah, and so they gave him the opportunity to to stay alive, but having to live with having killed his friend. Um, yes, and then uh, Vaughn gets picked up by his fiance, who I think is kind of weirded out and unimpressed. And then sometime later, we see... She him... never finds out, though. She never finds out, but she does give him a meaningful glance at the end of the movie where it's like, I think she knows something strange transpired. Yes. Because the narrative that he's trying to sell is like, oh, Marcus just took off after yeah. we had a fight or whatever. Yeah. So the townsfolk, I guess, are going to cover up all these deaths. Yeah. <laughs> and then Vaughn gets to go back to his life. The final shot is him basically staring straight in straight into the camera, like so. Yeah. INTJ <laughs> stare into the camera. Which I think is kind of a weak ending. Totally. It doesn't it's really i i feel like i need a bit of a final twist maybe they go to a baseball game for instance 11 years later (laughs) but yeah that's that's the movie i really enjoyed it i loved it this was your pick i don't know if we i think we established that but yeah i did good pick good pick yeah that's right uh we don't know exactly what we'll do for next week um man i've been watching so many wes anderson movies i wish i had more netflix originals Dude, yeah, you're 
you're in it, dude. You're, I, you're I in the, am the life aquatic. <laughs> you're living the life aquatic. Your life is aquatic. When he says in <laughs> our life was aquatic when tonight. Bill Murray says in the life aquatic, I know I haven't been at my best for this past decade. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah, the Spanish David Bowie songs. I mean, <sighs> rocks. Yeah. Good movie. Um, the drip. The drip is incredible. I, should, I think maybe I should I'll go do as that a, next Halloween. I was gonna yeah. say I kind of want to go as a Wes Anderson yeah. character. If anyone has a college party full of artsy hipster girls to invite me to, let's go and dress up as Wes Anderson characters. Dress up as Rushmore. <laughs> Dude, the kid in Rushmore has the weirdest riz ever. <laughs> For sure. It's man. very it troubling and yeah, yeah, bizarre. Unsettling riz. Uh yeah, my computer is making noises like it's going to explode. So I think we're gonna end this recording and see if our YouTube upload works. Yes. Sorry if this is a shorter one than usual. We're uh yeah, we're embattled with tech today. We're embattled on all fronts. Technological, spiritual, psychological. Yeah. I think there are demons inside all of my electronics. <laughs> it's very possible. We're fighting a two-front war. <laughs> never a success uh hitler couldn't do it you know it's it doesn't work no us fighting against netflix is like trying to do a land war on russia that's right, that's right. <laughs> all right loyalists thanks for tapping in bye uh bye, bye.